The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Exploring our oneness with spirit and each other. Unity Online Radio. Are you seeking more energy and ready to have more healings and revealings in your life? Then you've tuned into the right program. For the next hour, listen in as Reverend Temple Hayes, spiritual leader of First Unity at Unity Campus in St. Petersburg, Florida, shares with you tools you can use to transform your life. She will guide you on a journey to create a life that is intentional and dynamic. Now, here's your host, Reverend Temple Hayes. And hello, everyone, and thank you so much for being with us. Have you ever asked the question, am I fulfilling my purpose? What if I don't even know what my purpose is? Have you said things like, rather than a toothache, I have like a soul ache. I'm longing for more in my life, but I'm not really sure what to look for. I'm not really sure what signs to recognize. Well, today we have brought on Intentional Spirit an expert with his new book, What My Soul Told Me. Richard Barrett. Richard, welcome to our show today. So glad to have you, sir. Well, thank you so much, Temple. I'm very happy to be with you. Well, and I'm grateful that you've taken the time to be on this show, um, even though you're in the heart of where so many people long to be right now, and that would be Italy. Do you also, I know you have an office in the States and one in the UK. Do you also have an office in Italy? Um. Well, actually, I live in London these days. I used to live in the USA, um, and um, I have a a home in Italy, too. So I tend to spend some of the summer in Italy and then the winter in London. Well, I think you have learned how to listen to what your soul told you. (laughs) 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 That's what I'm thinking, like, oh, yeah, you've got got this down. I mean, we have a we have a mural of Italy, something that's very Tuscany looking, but you're actually having that wonderful experience. Richard, how did you get on the path that you're on? I always um, like to hear, you know, more than a bio, which is so crucial and important, and you are such a highly credentialed um, individual. You can go, those of you listening to uh, Barrett valuecenter, C-E-N-T-R-E dot com, and read all about the phenomenal work he's doing. How did you get on this path of, of being um, genuinely interested in the world and and wanting to be a difference maker, not only locally but internationally? Well, you know, that's a, an easy and also a difficult question. It's easy in the sense that... Um, it's um, who I am at the soul level. And so I have been guided on this path without really knowing about it. Um, And then I began to realize uh, when I was in my mid-40s that I was being guided, and that's when I began to wake up. And um, I got a specific message from my soul at that point, point in time which gave me an understanding of who I am and what my purpose was. And that was, uh, um, 
I want to say it was life-changing, but it wasn't life-changing in the sense of an immediate impact. It was life-changing in the sense of, okay, so now I know who I am. I can actually walk, work towards and walk towards um, this destiny that my soul has for me. Much later, and in the book that uh, we're talking about, what my soul told me, a practical guide to soul activation, I, I, I realized that actually, ultimately, every one of us is the servant of our soul. And that's, that's what happened to me in my mid-40s. I, I started that journey of becoming uh, one with my soul, and it's uh, been, a, in a sense, I've been able to stand back and witness my life and witness... Uh, what has happened to me, and uh, not resist. I think that's the key, not to resist the destiny. Mm. Boy, that that really has a lot to do with it, doesn't it? Of 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 re- what I'm hearing underneath what you're saying is that you've you've kind of been you know going through life intentional, but yet just. Being part of and and being attentive to the path and the next steps that lies ahead, you've done tremendous work with. Um, you're the creator of the cultural transformational tools. Um, you've helped over five thousand organizations in sixty different countries. I mean, your organization, Barrett Value Center, you have impacted um, so many people. Is it? Just because in my your your work is new to me, is it um, complementary or also safe to say that you are uh, in alignment with like a Stephen Covey type of individual um, who has tremendously impacted the world, business and spiritually, because of techniques and programs that you offer? Yes, I'm. Um, uh... Up to the, uh, around the age of 45, I'd, I'd been following a, a career as a transportation engineer, and I was very successful at that. But I, I'd started to get bored with my career and began to realize that when I was 17 and I had been choosing a career, I thought I heard my soul tell me transportation, actually, I misheard. It was transformation. And that was the big shift that uh, occurred to me. I realized in my mid-40s that I'd always been interested in transformation. And so I started uh, to write a book because I felt the impulse to do so. It was called A Guide to Liberating Your Soul. Um, The book we have in front of us, or the book that you were referring to today, is a a, a sort of 20-year-later update of that book. But anyhow, in the process of writing that book, I began to realize that uh, I'd always been interested in consciousness, in psychology, and I began, I began to work on uh, figuring out how to measure consciousness. And, um, and I was guided in that process, again, by, uh, uh, I think, by my soul. Um, and, uh, and I invented a way, or it was given to me, this way of measuring consciousness by mapping values to something called the seven levels of consciousness model. And, um, and so I started doing this uh, for business organizations. And 
it, uh, it really took off. I left the World Bank then where I'd been working and I started this business and I wrote a book called a guy, um, Liberating the Corporate Soul. And that launched um, this whole new career. I mean, when I left the World Bank, um, people said to me, you know, you're leaving a career which you're very successful at to do something that you have no qualifications in and you've got no possible way of guaranteeing that you're going to be successful. And I said, well, you know, that may be true, but um, I can't help it. It is it's what I have to do. And, and, and that, I think, is for many people a decisive moment. And it usually happens in our... 40s, in the, where, where, where we begin to realize that we're passionate about something or we have specific talents and um, our career is, in something, is something different and we have to switch in order to move into that space and it's challenging and it's scary and yet if you don't do it, you'll regret it for the rest of your life because what you'll be denying Denying your soul its fulfillment because it incarnated into your body in order to express itself, connect with other people, and contribute. And, and that, that's really what life is about. It's about self-expression, connection, and contribution. And that's what I learned on this latter half of my life, this latter part of my journey, that um, to find joy and fulfillment, then you have to live the life of your soul. And in this book, the, the, um, What My Soul Told Me, um, there are different stages to that. And I realized that, that ultimately it's all about becoming the servant of your soul. And that's my life now. I, I just listen to the directions that I get and I, and I uh, follow those and synchronicity rains down on me. I, I, I don't really have to make too many decisions because I'm just aware of this connection and I'm aware that these uh, things that are happening in my, in my life, I just have to pay attention. And, and if I pay attention, then I will be on the path. I, what's kind of coming through my, my spirit is uh, the difference between a, a midlife crisis and a midlife consciousness um, is, is kind of like that divine wake-up call that, you know, people are fortunate either by tragedy or willingness. It sounds like yours is more from a willingness where you really start tuning in to, like you're saying, what you're what your soul wants to do. For someone that has been driven by habits and influencers, um, parents' opinions, the culture opinion, with that underneath level of sense of mm, not being fulfilled or not being happy, how do they start getting in touch with, is this what my soul wants to do, or have I just bought into the plan that everybody else has influenced me with on my map of life. Um, how do they start tuning into making that distinction, Richard? Well, let's uh, back up a little bit and, and talk about the seven stages of psychological development because 
you're, right at the moment, you're talking about what I call the individuating stage, which usually occurs from late 20s to late 30s. Prior, okay. to, that, prior to that, we all go through three stages. The first stage is surviving. It, that's usually not to two. When we, we, we learn, we're in a, now we'll find ourselves, we're in a physical body and we're learning how to survive. And then from two, two to about eight or seven, we, that's the conforming stage of development. In order to stay safe as a, a young child, we have to conform to the parental framework of existence and also the cultural framework. Now, uh, around this age of seven or eight, we move into the differentiating stage, which is the stage of, in a sense, moving out of parental influence into our peer group influence. And to what we need to do at that stage is, is to find respect and recognition from our peer group. And, you know, you can see that in teenagers, how they, they'll do their hair in a particular style or they will have the latest technology, but what they're looking for is respect and recognition. And that goes on into our mid-20s or so. Some people never get out of that stage of development, and there are reasons for that. But if you follow the normal pattern, by the time you get to your late 20s, you are thoroughly enculturated. In other words, you're programmed to live within the culture that you grew up in and within the parental framework you grew up in, if it was very strong. And, and so you, you, now you begin to recognize that you are, you are not necessarily who you are in the culture that you were brought up in. You, you have different values. You have different beliefs. You, your parents wanted you to do this, but you don't have any interest in this. You are, you're interested in that. And that begins with late 20s and into the 30s. You begin to individuate. That means you begin to let go of all of this conditioning. That's point one. And point two, during that individuating stage, you have the opportunity to let go of your fear-based beliefs that you developed when you're young about uh, being able to survive, uh, being uh, being loved, and, and and being enough and being respected. And so that is a very influential period, that individuating period, and that's the period that you're talking about. And if you don't get through that individuating period which usually, uh, as I said, is late 20s to late 30s and early 40s, then you will not be able to get to the next stage of development, which is self-actualization, which, mm. is, self, which is the process of actually recognizing that you have gifts and talents that your soul wants to express, and, and you either have to get on board or not get on board. And that's the self-actualizing process. And if you've managed to shift, uh, in a sense, extricate yourself from all that cultural upbringing and let go of the fears that might block you from taking the soul path, then you can move to the self-actualizing stage. So it's hard. It is hard. It is scary. And um, it is uh, because you have to begin to trust this impulse, I call it the soul impulse, you've got to begin to trust that impulse that you're feeling inside, which to, moving towards a, a new and different life. 
It's a very vulnerable place, isn't it? Yeah, it's very vulnerable and scary. And if you don't have a good backup system, it, you know, and you don't feel safe in your environment, it's a very difficult uh, thing to do. And it takes a lot of courage to say, "I'm going to be stand out and be different. I'm going to." I'm going to follow my passion. I'm going to do what I love to do. Now, fortunately, fortunately, there are many, many young people now who've been brought up um, by what I call self-actualized parents, parents who've managed to satisfy what Maslow called their deficiency needs, uh, surviving relationships, self-esteem, managed to move through that because we've had a, an un, in the Western world, we've had 50, 60, 70 years of unparalleled economic growth and and, 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 parent and and people have grown up without too many security worries. And so they brought children, they've, they've self-actualized and they brought ch- children up to um, be more free spirits, to they, they, they haven't been so strongly enculturated. And so, the, so there are many children now who have become teenagers and young adults who um, are finding it much easier to, 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 to follow this evolutionary path, these stages of psychological development, become more fully who they are without it being too scary and without having to, too many difficulties. When you talk about the, um, the four steps in your, in your book, um, is it steps in order or are steps that at any given time you could be in one or two of them? Um, share with us the book. It sounds like a lot has happened with it organically over 20 years. Yes. <laughs> yeah, so so here, here we go. Yeah, there are four steps. Uh, I call them um, the first step is communicating with your soul. The second step is befriending your soul. The third step is trusting your soul. And the fourth step is becoming one with your soul. And, and, and it takes time to move through all of those, 20 or 30, 40 years to move through all those different stages. But it begins with connecting with your soul. So what does that mean? It, it means um, that you have to recognize or objectify your life, be, become the witness of your life. In other words, um, when you notice yourself getting upset, um, say to yourself, uh, stand back and say, uh, Richard, I noticed you just got really angry. What is the fear that is causing you to get angry. Now, simply by becoming your own self-witness, you separate yourself from, the, from that ego reaction which made you get angry. But then the question is, who is looking at that person who is getting angry? And for me, what I realized was that was my soul, that self-witness was my soul. And so I begin then to, to um, how shall I say, transcend my upsets and be able to look at them rather than just live through them. Now, it's not easy to do at the beginning because when you're upset, you're upset and there's nothing much you can do about it. But as soon as you can, insert a pause and say, and look at yourself and say, so what caused this to happen? And so in there comes that point.
point of separation, and then you begin to realize that you are not your upsets, you're something different. And this is the point where you begin to realize that you are more than your ego, and you can start to uh, communicate with the soul. Um, you can start to become aware that you are more than these uh, fears and uh, you can uh, even, even, as I said, communicate, even, even talk to your soul, recognize that your soul exists and uh, say things like, well, uh, what is it that I need to do in this particular situation? I need your advice. Um, so, and you will get it. Whenever you ask, uh, you will get it. I, I, I remember in, uh, quite a number of years ago, I, I was starting to do um, workshops and speeches, and somehow I got invited to speak to 9,000 people. And, uh, and I had never spoken to more than 100 people before. So that's a bit, of, that's thought, a bit of a jump, isn't it? I mean, that, it being a speaker, it's, it's a jump from 100 to 9,000. <laughs> yeah, and uh, so I, I, I realized, that I'd already realized that, 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 you know, I was following my soul calling, so I was a bit nervous up to, up to the day. And then on the day, I closed my eyes before I went on stage, and I said, okay, so, you know, you got me into this. It's time for you to come and help. And uh, so I'm just totally relying on you now to guide my words. And it was at that time, and it went beautifully, and I began to realize that what I was doing was something that I called soul speak. Um, I was getting my ego out of the way, and the way that you do that is by letting go of all of your fears. And when you let go of your fears, then the soul voice can come through and you can speak from that deep, centered place without fear. And it's experiences like that that you begin to realize that you are more than uh, this uh, person living in this three-dimensional physical world, that there's much more to you than that. And that that thing which is much more is your essential being. And so befriending the soul is really the first step in that process. Uh, sorry, connecting with the soul is the first step in that process. And then after, we, we, we need to move to the befriending the soul. And so then it's a question of recognizing, well, you know, what is a friend? A friend is a, someone who takes care of your needs. A friend who is somebody you communicate with. A friend is someone who is thinking about you. And so that next stage, having learned how to communicate with the soul, it involves thinking about, well, what is, what is the soul trying to do? And another question, similar question, is you can ask yourself in any situation, is what is love asking me to do? Uh, when you don't know what to do, that's a brilliant question. And it's really what, what love is asking you to do is what your soul would be asking you to do. I know exactly what you're referring to because um, a number of times in the last number of years in my life, if I 
if I feel a level of disappointment or um, upset or, you know, something has occurred, if in allowing myself to step back from any level of reactiveness, whatever that may be, and just kind of stepping back, there's actually been times that I've felt like, um, almost like my soul is laughing, if you will, like, or a, a, a big smile, like, this is just really no big deal. This is, uh, you know, right on track or whatever it is. There becomes a calmness, a sense of it's really good, you know, beyond what I see. It may not look good, but underneath it, it it's right on, right on spot. I know exactly those, um, that energy of what you're describing because it's very, very powerful. And once you're in kind of the habit of doing that, it's just, it is. It, it's a different way of living than just according to one's personality or um, trying to be in control of things. It's really powerful. It, it is. And, and, and at this point, you begin to realize that um, everything that happens to you, you give it all the meaning that it has for you. So uh, you and I could all, you and we could have experienced the same event, but we would give it a different meaning based on our history. And so when you realize that you create your reality in the sense of giving everything that happens to you all the meaning uh, that it has, then you can say, well, I can give it a different meaning. And what I learned to do was to say, well, okay, there were two things that helped me through this process. One was said to myself, uh, I have no needs. Now, that sounds a bit strange when you hear it the first time because everybody has needs, but what I meant was, by saying that, um, reminding myself I have no needs, is that um, uh, all the needs that I have when I'm living in soul consciousness are met before I even know I have those needs. Um, now, the, the problem with needs is that if you think you have needs, then your life is not perfect. And if your life is not perfect and you have needs, then you open the crack to, uh, in the door to fear. Okay, so now fear enters in because my life is not perfect uh, because I have needs. And uh, I need to fulfill those needs. If I don't fill those needs, my life won't be perfect. And so now we're into a scenario of, uh, of being anxious about fulfilling our needs. And so what I found was really helpful was to remind myself whenever something happened that I thought was of negative nature, I would just say, well, you know, I have no need. So why am I getting upset about this? Because all the needs, who I really am is my, is my soul. And from the dimension of existence where the soul exists in a higher dimension, it can fulfill everything that I need. So, so that's my ego that got wrapped up in, in the idea that I had that need. And so then the second point is really like, okay, so what just happened, uh, I can interpret it as, as negative or I can interpret it as positive. So then I said to myself, well, how, how could I, or what's the opportunity that this situation is presenting? So first of all, I say, I remind myself I have no needs. So that helps me to look at the situation more in a neutral way. And then I say, well, what's the opportunity 
that is being presented to me by this situation. And so now uh, you're looking at it from uh, with different eyes, and you, by looking at it with these different eyes through the lens of opportunity rather than the lens of problem, um, it, it becomes amazing. I have found in my life that the things that happen to me, which I, which may have upset me for a moment or two or a, for a few days even, which I thought were negative, all turned out to be positive. And, mm-hmm. and you know, I. I I, and it, it's so true. It's like uh, amazing. Uh, but you, your ego was so attached to whatever was happen, want, you wanted to happen that you didn't realize how positive this change was going to be in your life. That's so so powerful. I I love listening to your uh, your broad sense of. Um, of humanity and development and it's just such a pleasure to have you on the show today for those of you that are just coming on you can go to Richard Barrett to his organization's website values that's plural values center c e n t r e dot com and find all about what they offer their products uh how they support community I want to thank all of you for your continuing support to Unity Online Radio, which allows us to continue to be in so many countries and bring our our awakening world voice uh, to be difference makers. You know, I like to say, in order to make a difference, you must be willing to be different. And so we'll be right back after this short break to talk to Richard Barrett, who has chosen to be different. Unity Online Radio brings you inspiring programs on a variety of spiritual topics. Giving to the network is now easier than ever. Simply text Unity Radio to 72727 from your smartphone. You can make a one-time or recurring donation. Your gifts help us offer enriching spiritual programs that reach listeners around the world. Text Unity Radio to 72727. Thank you for your support. Thank you for listening to The Intentional Spirit, Seeing and Being with Reverend Temple Hayes. If you have a question or comment about today's discussion, you can email us at the intentional spirit at unityonlineradio.org. Now, here is your host, Reverend Temple Hayes. And welcome back, everyone, and thank you for being with us. We are talking with Richard Barrett, and we are talking about our soul and what our soul knows. Um, Richard, we were talking about communicating with the soul. Um, what is the second step? With the journey of the soul, Be, yeah, befriending the soul, um, making the, the, the soul your friend, and and, and that is about um, recognizing that the soul has desires, and and also supporting the soul in fulfilling those desires. Now, the desires of the soul, as far as I can see, are first of all self-expression. The soul incarnates in order to fully express itself. Secondly, uh, it incarnates for connection, and it incarnates for contribution. 
And so um, if you're not fully expressing yourself, then if you feel that you're not able to live your passion, then you're not living from soul. So defending the soul is all, all about getting into alignment with the soul's um, I don't want to say the soul's agenda, but the soul's desires, let me put it that way. Now, um, right after that, we, we, we move from befriending the soul into trusting the soul. And this is, a, this is a really significant stage because up to this point, uh, we've had like, we, we, you know, the soul has been a, a friend, and now uh, we have to begin to trust the soul because we're in the process of handing over our life to the soul. And so trusting the soul is, uh, is a big deal. And it can take several years to get to the point where you fully trust the soul. What you're really saying is I'm fully trusting who I really am. Now, let me try and illustrate that. I am... Um, in a, uh, about five months ago, I did a I did an opening keynote speech at a, one of the leading business schools in Europe, and the um, the conference was on um, spirituality and creativity in management. And I was given the opportunity to speak in the beginning, and I there were three hundred people in the audience, and I had them do this exercise. Um, I said. Look, I want you to stand up if the statement I make is true. And so I said, I'm going to give you a warm-up first. So I said, um, I am a car. Of course, uh, nobody stood up. And then I said, I have a car. Actually, I did it the other way around. I have a car. Nearly everybody stood up. And then I said, I am a car. Everybody sat down. Then I said, um, uh, I have an ego. And nearly everybody stood up. And then I said, I am an ego. And very few stood up. Then, this is really interesting, what happened next. Then I said, I have a soul. Mm. Everybody in the audience stood up. And then I said, I am a soul. And everybody stayed standing. Oh. <laughs> and then I said, well, that's interesting. There's a really high level of confusion in the room. It was very <laughs> clear that you were... You know, you were not a car and that you had a car, but you're not very clear whether you have a soul or you are a soul. But I said, actually, the truth is something quite different. And the truth is this, that the soul has you. And that this, this I have a soul is a first stage. Then I am a soul is the next stage. And then finally we get to the point where you realize the soul has you because that's who you are. You are living, you are the opportunity to live the life of your soul. And once you realize that, the whole world changes. Now that's a big shift. Mm. Now, here, here is what was really interesting because the next uh, two speakers were from the world of neuroscience. And what was so amazing and funny at the same time was the first slide that they showed was assumptions that we make in neuroscience. And the first assumption was there is no soul. 
I just had 300, everybody in the audience standing up and saying, I have a soul, I am a soul, and here were the neuroscientists saying that our assumption is there is no soul. You know, uh, unbelievable. And yet, um, it is the, it is the uh, paradigm in uh, academia that there is no, uh, even in the whole world of psychology and the academic psychology, that there is no admittance of the soul. And yet, practically everybody has this sense of they either have a soul or they are a soul. What this says to me is that we, you know, we are living in a paradigm of denial of who we really are. And that um, it's so important for us to recognize that, recognize that and not to get so wrapped up in what I call three-dimensional physical science because who we are, we're four-dimensional energetic beings. Now, in a sense, uh, Einstein knew that. He said there's nothing more common in the world than we live in a four-dimensional energetic continuum. So, but but we, we the problem is, you see, we view the world through our physical senses, and what we view is a very small spectrum of all of the frequencies of vibration. We only see a very, very small part of the world, um, and we think that's all of the world. Now, the soul sees much greater part of the world, and but because we are... We deny our soul, we deny our existence as soul. We, 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 we just see this, we interpret everything as living in a three-dimensional physical world, where actually we live in this fourth-dimensional energetic world. And it's in that world where the soul lives, and that's our, that's our soul living in that world. Now, let me give you a, an example of what that might look like. If you take a comb... And, and you cover the top half of the comb. All you see are the teeth. And when you look at the teeth, they're all just separate individual teeth. You can't see the connecting bit above. You just see separate teeth. Well, that's how we are in our three-dimensional physical world. We see separate human beings. Uh, everybody's separate and everybody's, you know, fighting to survive, etc., etc. When you lift your hand uh, above the comb, you see that the top part of the comb is where everything is connected. And you see, that's how we are. Energetically, we're all individuated aspects of this universal energy field. And so at a soul level, there's a tremendous amount of connection going on. And so you can rely, when you begin to trust the soul, you can rely on that connection. And so, how does that show up in our lives? It shows up as synchronicity. It shows up as serendipity. And the more you trust your soul, the more you realize, actually, everything is synchronicity. You're just blocking it out most of the time. And so, when I'm writing my books now, and I've written six books in the last six years, um, everything that happens to me, I pay attention to it. I pay total attention. So somebody says, oh, you know, this happened to me the other day. I was doing, a, uh, I was doing an interview. I was interviewing somebody uh, for our company. Uh, in fact, the CEO of uh, Whole Foods in America, uh, John Mackey. I was interviewing him, and, he, and before the interview, he said, oh, I said, what have you been doing? He said, well, I've just been in Sardinia, and I, 
that's one of the blue zones. I said, what's a blue zone? He said, well, this is one of those zones where people live to be 100 years ago or more. I said, how did you know about the blue zone? He said, there's a book. And I knew immediately that was in a moment of synchronicity. I had to get that book because I'm writing a book now called The New Psychology of Human Wellbeing. And that idea that there were zones in the world where people lived to be 100, and, and, and in this book, it, it told you about what they, how they lived their lives. I realized that was important for my book. So that's how synchronicity happens. It's just you have to be, watch out for it in your life, and when you watch out for it, you, you begin to see it. And that's when you, begin, when you begin to trust your soul, synchronicity rains down on you. Do you, Richard, um, travel uh, throughout the states lecturing or for, I want to give people the website, richardbarrett.net, richardbarrett.net. You have videos on there and teachings. Uh, what is the best way for our listening audience, because I know a number of them are going, I want more. Um, how? What is the best way to accomplish that and what does that look like? Okay, so um, as you said, I got a website www.richardbarrett.net. That's Richard spelled the normal way, Barrett B-A-R-R-E-T-T.net. Um, that's uh, inside the ValueCenter.com website, and on that website you'll find my videos. Um, you'll find uh, over a hundred hours of dialogue about my books, and including this book we're talking about, what my soul told me. A practical guide to soul activation. You can find 24 hours of, broad, uh, of podcasts about that book. You can find 26 hours about my book on evolutionary coaching, and you can find uh, another. Uh, anyhow, the, uh, you can find uh, lots of podcasts, lots of videos, and you can find all my books right there. Um, and um, I know, I know, know when people go to that uh, website. Um, they, they, they sometimes get lost in it for hours. But anyhow, um, everything that I do, and all the speeches and events that I'm, I, I, I speak at, um, I uh, posted right there. Now, I, I lived in America for um, 24 years and um, in the USA, and actually, I'm, although it doesn't sound like it, I'm also an American citizen as well as having a British passport too. Uh, so I, every year I come over to America and uh, uh, try to do uh, various events. Um, and uh, but uh, for the past few years, uh, since about 2010, I've been living in in my in my original homeland in England. I I came back to England to spend uh, uh, the last year of my mother's life uh, with her. Um, she lived to be a hundred, and she wanted to. She'd been very, very active until about ninety-eight, ninety-nine, and then decided to go in a home and wanted me around. So I spent uh, a year there uh, with her, and then decided uh, to stay in England after that. And um, and so, and that's where I'm living right now. Well, that's what a beautiful story about your about your mom. I mean, that's just uh, that's really awesome. I'm delving right now. I'm on your website and I'm looking at some of the videos that I'm going to look forward to watching. I I just want to say again of uh, what a privilege it's been having you on the show today. You're 
broad level of expertise. I want to encourage people to go and get the book um, and to follow Richard and his tremendous work. Thank you so much for being on the show today and enjoy your time in Italy. I have no that you know I have no doubt that that's what your soul will do. But again, thank you for taking the time with your busy schedule to be with us. Well, uh, Temple, I, I, I want to um, uh, express my gratitude to you for having me on my show. I want to acknowledge who you are, the passion that you bring to your work, and um, and I know your soul is shining through because you love what you do. Thank you so much. God bless you. Namaste. Thank you for tuning in to The Intentional Spirit, Seeing and Being with Reverend Temple Hayes. Join us every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Central for tools and simple applications which will support you from being alive to fully living. This program is brought to you in part by First Unity at Unity Campus in St. Petersburg, Florida. To learn more about this ministry, go to www.unitycampus.org or www.templehaze.org. Reverend Paulette's mantra is, It's all a prayer. Tune in every Tuesday as Unity Minister Paulette Pipe leads you in meditation and prayer on touching the stillness. Make no mistake, this is not nap time. With an energy that will captivate you, touching the stillness will guide you in deep meditation, leaving you enlivened. Hear astounding meditations and learn more about different forms of meditation. Enrich your prayer life as Reverend Paulette, Senior Minister of Touching the Stillness Ministries, affirmatively prays with power and authority by taking live prayer requests from callers like you. Whether you have a prayer request for yourself or for a loved one or are ready for a deepened meditation experience, make sure you tune in on Tuesdays at 11 a.m. Central Time, where we'll be joining in consciousness with the unceasing prayer activity of the Silent Unity 24-7 Prayer Ministry at Unity Village. That's Touching the Stillness with Rev. Paulette Pipe every Tuesday right here on Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Letting go in the stillness. I will leave this world as it is. The world is full of voices, advertising, television, politics, colleagues, family, and friends. All are too happy to tell us how to live. In all of that noise, it's easy to miss the one voice that matters, your own soul. What would happen if you could hear that voice? Imagine the clarity, confidence, and courage that would be yours and the life you could create. Join Janet Connor, best-selling author of Writing Down Your Soul. 
the lotus and the lily, and your soul wants five things. As she and her guests explore how to hear the call of the soul and create the soul-directed life. Live Thursday at 1 p.m. Central, only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Go inside to find my God. Are you ready to live in joy? Is there an area of your life where you could use a miracle? Have you been praying for help and guidance? Come join Lisa and Bill and their guests for an hour filled with practical tips on experiencing miracles, greater abundance, focused, deliberate living, and the peace of God that passeth all understanding. Experience more joy in life. Listen to Living in Joy, Reflections on a Course in Miracles, with Lisa Natoli and Bill Free, every Friday at 2 p.m. Central, here on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Spirit of Recovery is the place where spirituality and recovery meet, where we support your spiritual growth. Reverend Anna Schaus, Ph.D., interviews down-to-earth guests who share with you how they keep going and growing in recovery. Spirit of Recovery is the place to get practical tips and join in lively discussions on topics that matter to recovering people. This program welcomes everyone who wants to know more about recovery. Join Anna and her guests live every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Central Time on Spirit of Recovery, where we talk about what keeps you growing. Only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Are you ready for deeper spiritual breakthroughs? Have you wondered how to apply spiritual principles to your everyday life in practical ways? Do you feel your soul is calling you to deeper purposes? Join Reverend Galen McDowell live every Wednesday at 10 a.m. Central for Truth Transforms, a discussion on how God within you, as you, is the power to transform your life. If you really believe that consciousness determines your experiences and that you are an individualized expression of God, join us as we help awaken and transform the consciousness of humanity. We will discuss, through lecture, live interviews and call-in questions, spiritual healing, prayer, prosperity, forgiveness, new thought views about eternal life, and much more. The world is waiting for your truth transformation, only on Unity Online Radio. of thousands of listeners like you have been transformed through the ministry of Paulette Pipe and her program Touching the Stillness one of the longest running programs on Unity Online Radio Paulette's latest album of guided meditations Blissful Stillness is a new and different experience 
The mystical quality of our beautiful voice will reverberate through a Zen-style meditation, a mudra meditation, which are yoga hand positions to deepen your practice, and guided meditations, which we know and love. It features a new instrumental sound by Kelly Hunt with a bonus track by Kathy Zavada. Experience a blissful immersion into quiet and stillness by purchasing your own copy at shop.unityonline.org. God is formless, yet takes many forms. What goes around comes around. Chant the name of the Lord and be free. No one comes to the Father except through me. Ever been confused by the variety and apparent contradiction within world religions? Join Reverend Paul John Roach every Tuesday for insight into those principles held in common by all the great religious traditions in world spirituality, exploring the unity within all cultures and faith traditions. Using discussions, interviews, humor, insight, and practice, Practical advice, we will clarify the confusion and reveal simple yet profound truths. Call in with your questions and ideas and help break down the barriers that separate us from one another. That's World Spirituality with Paul John Roach, Tuesdays at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern, here on Unity FM, the voice of an awakening world. notice that there might be something not quite right, but you just can't put your finger on it? We may describe it as an inner stirring, a restlessness, a yearning to find our way home to our heart and higher purpose. Some of us may feel like we are living on borrowed time, that despite our accomplishments, what was once so important to us now just feels empty and meaningless. If you find your heart longing, wanting, looking for a path home to authenticity and purpose, join us for transformation, inspiration, hope, and possibility. Move toward your higher calling. Listen to The Call of Spirit with Evelyn Foreman and tune in to Possibility every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Central Time here on Unity Online Radio. experience the peace and joy promised by A Course in Miracles? Or are you still struggling to truly live your beliefs from moment to moment? Let Rev. Jennifer Hadley help you focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace through practical application by walking your talk. Experience the healing live every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Central on A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. Only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. The benefits of spiritually conscious living start now. For a time-tested method to live with purpose and release your infinite potential, tune in to the Yoga Hour, Living the Eternal Way with Yogacharya Ellen Grace O'Brien 
every Thursday morning at 10 a.m. Central, 8 a.m. Pacific, only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Are you ready for deeper spiritual breakthroughs? Have you wondered how to apply spiritual principles to your everyday life in practical ways? Do you feel your soul is calling you to deeper purposes? Join Rev. Galen McDowell live every Wednesday at 10 a.m. Central for Truth Transforms, a discussion on how God within you, as you, is the power to transform your life. If you really believe that consciousness determines your experiences and that you are an individualized expression of God, join us as we help awaken and transform the consciousness of humanity. We will discuss, through lecture, live interviews and call-in questions, spiritual healing, prayer, prosperity, forgiveness, new thought views about eternal life, and much more. The world is waiting for your truth transformation, only on Unity Online Radio. is full of voices, advertising, television, politics, colleagues, family, and friends. All are too happy to tell us how to live. In all of that noise, it's easy to miss the one voice that matters, your own soul. What would happen if you could hear that voice? Imagine the clarity, confidence, and courage that would be yours and the life you could create. Join Janet Connor, best-selling author of Writing Down Your Soul. The Lotus and the Lily, and Your Soul Wants Five Things, as she and her guests explore how to hear the call of the soul and create the soul-directed life. Live Thursday at 1 p.m. Central, only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Go inside to find Ever notice how the funniest things happen when we stop taking ourselves too seriously and step out boldly? Listen to Funniest Thing with Daryl and Ed as these unlikely saints administer a refreshing dose of laughter and love that will inspire you to step out boldly and experience the funniest things. Join the discussion with Daryl and Ed live every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Central Time on Funniest Thing, only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Hi, I'm Liz Winter and I have been a medium and a spiritual development teacher for over 30 years. On my podcast, All Aboard the Medium Ship, I want to share the message with you that there is a wealth of love and comfort available to you from the spirit world. On my podcast, you can experience this comfort and peace for yourself through gentle guided meditations and helpful messages. Make sure you subscribe and follow so you never miss an episode. Part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. <laughs> 